Hey there, it's Jake. Before we jump in, I wanted to let you know that this episode of The Online Hustle is a bit of a time capsule. It's from a podcast I used to run between 2012 and 2016. You're going to hear some references to that show, uh, to businesses and content that may have changed or may not even exist anymore. Thanks very much for tuning in again. This is episode 13. We are speaking with James Wedmore, who is a YouTube expert. And believe it or not, we were going to speak a bit about using YouTube to promote your business, but we went into so much more on so many different things. This is probably to date my favorite interview because we did go down so many different rabbit holes. It's really enjoyable. We speak a bit about converting, about mindset, of course, a little bit about YouTube, but I think it's a very interesting episode. James, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Doing very well. And I'm so glad to get you on the show today. The premise of the show, of course, is that we bring on experts in the different forms of multimedia and really drill down in how they become successful using their form of media. And uh, you're certainly doing that with video. And I'd really love to speak to you today a, a little bit about how you've uh, monetized traffic off YouTube. Yeah. And it's, it, it feels a little funny, to be honest with you, doing an audio when I'm used to doing so many videos. So it's nice. I can take a break. I don't have to dress all nice or have my hair looking good because you guys wouldn't know if I were in my pajamas or whatnot. I like it like this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's um, a pretty good point. And I guess that from my perspective, the different forms of media work in different instances. And video, in my opinion, works amazingly well for shorter. But uh, audio, I seem to think that anything longer than 10 to 15 minutes and audio is potentially a better medium. Yeah, it's so true. And that's actually one of the reasons that why I've gotten very intrigued and interested into in the whole podcast medium because it's not just about different touch points with your audience, but different ways in which you engage with them. And YouTube itself is for people with ADD because... <laughs> Anyone with over a three-minute to five-minute video is going to lose their audience really fast because the way a video works on YouTube is, I don't like to throw around the word viral, but and I definitely don't teach that in any way, but it's something that can be shared very easily. A lot of the traffic I have, we can check the stats on my analytics for my YouTube videos is because I ask my most loyal, dedicated fans and followers to share it with their friends, post it on Facebook, et cetera, and I get additional views. But when you share something like a YouTube video or your audience shares something with their friends and followers, it's something where they like, they're in the middle of the day, they're, they're busy, they're doing something else, they're trying to escape for five seconds and they watch, they don't even watch all of your video half the time because it's okay, got something good, got to go back to work. And that's actually how I watch YouTube videos. But then there's that fascination where, yeah, we can sit here and we can have an hour long podcast and people listen to it front and back. So there, it's not one or the other. It's not one is better than the other. I would love to continue that conversation because I see a lot of benefits with both. And even when I only have three minutes to get people's attention on video, I still would never say goodbye to using video as a part of my marketing strategy. Yeah, definitely. I think it resonates. Who said it? Michael Stelzner from Social Media Examiner said it really well in an interview, I think, which was on Rise to the Top. And he said that audio is really, when you think about it, probably the only type of media that can be consumed while you're doing something else. Uh, with video, you've got to be 100% focused. With the reading, you've got to be 100% focused on the words. But audio allows you to do something else but still maintain a relatively high level of focus on what you're listening to. Yeah, because we all know that the people listening to this right now are checking Facebook or even just like cleaning up their office or moving around and, and doing something, multitasking. But you're right, when you do a video... It's, it asks for 100% of your focus and energy. And to be honest with you, most people can't do that for very long. So we get to go in and out with a video, give them something. I like to say it's each video is this standalone one encapsulating like tip or nugget of information versus here are the seven steps or the 28 steps or the seven secrets. It's here's one thing to do right now because people can swallow that they can grasp that versus a podcast we could spend an hour talking about the seven steps to xyz etc so anyways i don't want to get you off tangent there jay because it's but it's a fascinating topic how people definitely with different mediums digest it differently it's a different experience 
Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, it's a very fascinating topic. All right. I think we're going to have a lot to discuss here. And even just off the tangent we went on there, there's so many questions I'd love to speak to you about. But before we do that, why don't, for those listeners potentially out there who don't know much about you, and I'm sure that's not too many of our listeners, why don't you give us a brief background? Sure. No, I'd love to. And really the theme, when I show this background, I won't take too much of your guys' time so we can get into some great content. The theme... And the biggest thing to take away from my background, I really just observed this recently in my life, was that everything is in, in my life that I've experienced or done has been a launch pad or a stepping stone for that next thing. And that what I learned, I was then able to leverage that and teach that. And then what I created there, I was able to teach that. For example, uh, to make money and pay the bills in, in college, I became a bartender. Quickly got over that job. And decided doing what I learned in being a bartender and started my own business as a mobile bartender, working private events, uh, parties, weddings, birthdays, etc. Made more money and didn't have to work as much. And then what I learned from that, I created a course, my very first course on the internet, teaching people how they could start their own mobile business and market to private events. And I've done products for caterers, DJs, etc. And then when I started selling those products, and that started getting results. People came to me and said, how are you selling these products? How are you selling this information, this content? And I said, the real secret is video. And I started creating courses teaching everything I learned from videos. It's always been you learn one thing, you master one thing, you find out that everyone wants to know how it is that you did that. You give them the, short, the shortcut, you show them all the mistakes you made and the uh, simple proven formula for replicating those results. And uh, people will pay you for that. So today, I, I've, I've spent the last five years playing around on YouTube, and I have a film background. So I teach people how to use YouTube, but more importantly, just how to use this medium of video to create a platform, to create a brand behind it. Because it's just if you were to see a celebrity walking down the street right now, I don't care how old you are, you're going to get a little giddy if this is someone that you've seen. It's like one of your top 10 celebrities. You're going to get a little excited. Oh my gosh, you're going to hide behind a wall and try and get your iPhone out and take a picture of them. Why is that? This is just a normal person, but because we've seen them in a movie, like what really makes them better? That same effect on obviously a little bit of a smaller scale happens when we start incorporating video into our brand. Does this make sense? When we when we're on the camera and people give us what Jake and I were just talking about, their full attention, even if it's only for three minutes, then this celebrity effect does begin to take place. And I was just at an event over the weekend, a marketing event. So it was in our industry of people that we know, people have seen me on a normal day, like no one knows who I am. But in our industry, people know who I am. And it was so amazing, rewarding and fulfilling to just have people coming up to me like, people I'd never met before, like, I've seen all your videos and you're so amazing and blah, 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 blah. Now, I don't say that to brag or boast, but that whole concept puts you into a position of power. It transforms you into that authority. So it, it to me, it transcends like conversion rates and how many sales we can increase by adding a video. Like I can trump all of that stuff when I sit here and say, I use video to create a brand that is more powerful than the next guy because he's got XYZ conversion tweaks and opt-ins and split tests and stuff like that. But that's what I do. Long-winded description, but hopefully that answers your question, Jake. Yeah, it does. And uh, touch on a number of points there, but the, the main one that really resonates with me is the ability to essentially pre-educating your viewers and you're putting, as you say, putting yourself in a position of power so that when you do get this chance to meet with people, you're not having to sell them anything. You're moving straight through the next stage, and it's amazing. And I think, personally, that video is the best medium to be able to do that with. I, absolutely. And it's funny you say that. It is the best medium to do that, but there's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm more than happy to answer any questions on that you have or, or right strategies, but it's been a game for me of testing and tweaking and how do you in, in better engage your audience? How can you draw them into your videos? How do you take them on a journey, and how do you really get them to just really connect with you on a deeper level so that when they do see you in person, it's, man, I feel like I've known you forever. And that, that's when you know you've done it right. When someone sends you that email, that Facebook message, or sees you in person and says, I feel like I already know you. Because that means like you're like their friend. You're a household name to them. And that's a powerful thing for me, at least. So I love to share to other people how to do that. 
Yeah, no, that sounds really good. And that is a really fantastic, I think we do move down that funnel. Okay, so if I look at YouTube, in terms of engaging with our viewers and moving them, we'll call it a funnel, or moving them across to your own owned site or owned uh, property, you're almost fighting with the platform that is YouTube because YouTube's essentially designed to keep people on YouTube. And so you've got all these other associated videos you can click off to. There is just so much information on YouTube that from my own experience, it's hard to move people from the platform to your own platform. How do you go about doing that? That's a great question. And the first thing I'll say is I'm not necessarily going to agree or disagree with you saying it's difficult to move people off of YouTube. I will say this, is that when you do move them off of YouTube, they are much more qualified and targeted than any other traffic that you can have. And, and we've done the split tests on this. I've had a good friend of mine do a whole split test where we, he sent traffic from every social site you could think of imaginable, his Twitter followers to his Google, from his Google Plus, from Facebook ads, all this stuff, and then from a video on YouTube, and he sent them all to the same page. And this was a squeeze page in order to collect names and email addresses. And hands down, the highest conversion rate, what came from YouTube. What that means is that the most amount of traffic, let's see, what's the clear, simplest way I can say this, is just the highest quality traffic came from YouTube. And it's really simple if you think about it. It's because the video itself built this rapport and this understanding of who this person is. Do I know and trust them? And if they watch the video and they do like them and trust them and they say, hey, click on this link below, take this next step with me, and they do that, it's a no-brainer that they're going to ta take action, opt-in or subscribe or push the next link, et cetera, et cetera. So whether or not it's – because I like to say it's, e it's easy for me because I've been doing it for so long and I think there's certain tips and tricks to making it more effective. But what gets me so excited about YouTube specifically is the targeted traffic that we can get. Once again, that was a little ta tangent. But what I like to think of it as, to actually drill down and, and see if I can answer Jake's question the way he wants me to, is I call this the customer lens. And I actually have a drawing of it in my notes. And basically, it's like the circle of trust in that... If you were to go find my stuff and you're just this passive observer, the only type of content you really see is blog posts and videos. And I see a big mistake people make is go to their website and every product or everything they offer is right there front. Now, if you're in e-commerce or you have physical products or you have software, that's a different story. But for me, I'm selling coaching and membership sites and training programs and stuff like that. So on that outside level, all you get is those free videos. And I just look like, wow, what a great guy. All he does is create all this free content. But if you start watching the content, what I'm doing at that first level is with those YouTube videos is giving you as much value as I possibly can, giving you what I like to call a mini transformation, something that you can have a light bulb go off in your head. You can have an aha moment. You can sit there and smack yourself in the head and go, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. I'm going to go do that right now. That's what I strive for in every single one of my videos. And I want everyone else to set the bar that high as well. And people will come back and say, oh, no, I can't give my best content away for free. No one will buy my stuff. And that's total BS. That's crap. Don't ever listen to anyone who ever told you that. You give them your greatest stuff up front, a mini aha. And then every single video I have has a call to action at the end of the video. So if I didn't give that aha, no one takes the call to action. It's that simple. If all it is is a two-minute sales pitch for why I'm the greatest and why I'm so amazing, no one cares and they don't take the next step. So every video ends with you know, something like, thanks for watching this video. I hope you found value in that great little tip. If you want to learn my simple three-step process for generating more traffic leads and sales from YouTube, head on over to jameswilburn.com or just click the link below this video. I'm literally like pointing below the video. So you can download my free report called the YouTube Traffic Report. It'll show you how to do this and that. Go ahead, click that link right now so you can get your hands on that free 40-page report right now. Thanks, I'll see you on the next page. I spend the last 30 seconds of each of my videos just telling people, you need to do this next. Get off of YouTube, get to my site, because really the goal is to get them off of YouTube. From there, we, we still split test a ton of different squeeze pages or opt-in pages or lead generation pages, whatever name you'd like to call it. But the next step is 
sending them to any type of page to just capture their inf information. So we go from YouTube to a lead capture page. And I love that the best. So remember this whole customer lens, if you're on the outside, all these videos, but now you get inside my circle of trust. Once you subscribe, you'll start getting emails with additional content, but that is the only time in which we start to make offers. And one of the things I'm actually playing around and trying out right now, I wish I had like actual numbers and results to share with you, is selling people on low-end products first, like a $7 report, and then upsells into other offers, etc. But Jake, at least for now, does that kind of clarify the direction we're going? Go from the free YouTube video, take them immediately to a squeeze page or a lead capture page where you can give them a free report or a free video or whatever freebie you've got so that we can capture that information? Yeah, that really does. And I think a couple of things out of that which really, again, resonate very well with me is the fact that you're not using any sort of Jedi tricks or anything to get them off YouTube. Essentially, you're delivering amazing content and then you're just asking them in their moment of inspiration to invest in a click. And at the time that they're invested in that click, all you're then doing is capitalizing on that by getting their email address. Yes. So I'd like to continue with that and, and just see if we can go down that path a little bit more about what those steps look like if you don't if you don't mind that sounds fantastic they click on this link and let me give you an actually specific example this was a really fun unique one and bear with me i don't remember the numbers off the top of my head but I'll, I'll be ballparking them a little bit so i created a video that i knew had a lot of would get a lot of views because it's a high topic thing like every webinar i did every training video i did everything all my customers asked me when these are this is side trick always be listening with the right filter put that in quotation marks, to your customers and subscribers as to what, it, what their questions are, what it is that they really want to learn. Because sometimes we think we know what they need, but we can miss what they really need. One example was they kept asking me for royalty-free music resources. And I was like, that's, come on, there's 100 of them, just Google it. But that's me being stupid and arrogant. And what I should have just said is pick two and just give them those two resources. So I created an entire video all on the topic of royalty-free music. And what I did, what was unique here, is at the end of the video, I said I've put together, I bought um, master rights to royalty-free music, and it's like actual good songs. And I put together an offer to say, I've put together five free royalty-free songs for you that you can download and use in your videos immediately. So you don't even know, need to go out and buy any. You can save 50 to 100 bucks. I'm going to give you five right now. I use these myself. These aren't like crappy songs. These are real songs. And I said, go click the link below and download those free songs. That video today has 28,000, 29,000 views. And I think I've had like close to 2,000 opt-ins from that video. But what was really cool is, so I took them to the squeeze page. It said free music, opt-in here. This next page is the download page or the thank you page. And this is one of my favorite pages to play with. And I think so many people just like, glance over this in the whole sales process. This is the next immediate touch point you have with someone after they just gave you this most sacred information, their name and email address. And it's, what are you going to do next here? They're in an action-taking mode. So there's so many options to go with. And I love to play with a bunch of them here. But here's what I did for this specific one. I created a little video on the next page. And it said, hey, thank you so much for opting in. I have your five songs below. And you can play them and download them immediately. It's right below this video. You know, pretty self-explanatory. There you go. However, before I let you go, I want to let you know that I've actually put a special bonus. And I want to give you five additional songs. Absolutely free. All you have to do is click that tweet button below this video. And it will unlock five additional songs. And sure enough, there's this big tweet button on that page. And I use a little software called Tweet to Unlock. And as soon as they click the tweet button, it sends out a tweet that sends out the link to my royalty-free music video. And then as soon as they tweet it, it sure enough, it unlocks five more songs. And they go, sweet, thank you so much. And that has added a, like three or 4,000 additional, which is why I have close to 30,000 views, three to 4,000 additional views on that YouTube video because people have been sharing it on social media as soon as they 
take action. And it just creates this continual rinse and repeat process. So that's one thing I love to do right there. Does that make sense, Jake? Yeah, it does. And I've seen others play around with this particular page as well. And when it comes to mind is Clay Collins with his lead pages software that he's just released. It has essentially a welcome page, a video above it and right under it. It's two steps. First step is to click like on Facebook. And the second step is to register for a webinar. And you're right, in that action-taking modality that you've got your viewer or your listener engaged in, it's fantastic to be able to get them to take even more action. Absolutely. And I love uh, lead pages and lead player. They're fantastic pieces of software. And I personally met, now Clay's a good friend of mine, because I saw the software first and I said, holy crap, this stuff's incredible. So I definitely, I highly recommend and endorse Clay and and everything he puts out because he's a genius. But yeah, that's, that's a simple step for getting them onto the email. And that's the goal for me. I have this thing. I'd love people to write this down. So it's five letters. And this is how I run my business because I love to keep everything as simple as possible. It's from left to right. It's P, C, P as in Paul, C as in cat, L, T as in Tom, and F. And this is, it's P, C, L, T, F. And basically in the middle, is this L, and I'll tell you what each of these letters mean. L is for leads, and that's really just a huge goal for me is to, to build the list and grow my community, grow my reach, grow my audience. And the way I do that is if we move to the left one letter, we have our C, and that's content. And one, one of the greatest ways to get free traffic, if not the best way to get free traffic, is through content and creating a platform. And there are only a few ways to really create a platform. People talk about social media. For the last couple of years, people have gotten so excited about it, but very few people actually created a platform on social media. They just started talking on Facebook. And that's not creating a platform at all. Something like creating a podcast is a platform. Creating a blog that produces content is a platform. Creating YouTube videos is a platform. So having that content that you're continually putting out gives you that platform and gives you opportunity to get traffic. And then the P, which is all the way to the left, is the promotion of that content. You'll rarely, rarely, probably never see me ever send people to a sales page. You'll never see me promote a new product if you're following me on Facebook or Twitter or Google Plus or anything like that. You'll never see it. It, does, it looks like I don't, if you're just an outside bystander on the outer rim of this, what I call the customer lens, You'd be like, what is this guy doing? He does, how does he make money? Because he doesn't sell anything. And that's the whole point. I only sell to people that have gone through enough hoops that are qualified enough and that want to learn more. They, they're asking for more versus me pushing it on them. So when I promote stuff, I'm promoting content. I'm promoting my latest blog post. I'm promoting value. Hey, you got to read this because this is going to help you. Now that's not, oh, what a spammer, right? And so that's how I look at things. Now, if we go to the right of uh, the L, we have two more letters, T and F. The T is just transactions. Once I have the lead, that's when we start making offers. I usually even take them to webinars or a, fr- a couple of free content videos before I just go, here, give me your credit card info. There's still value by being a lead, much more actually once they are a lead. I like to say, you know what, if you've subscribed to my list, if you've given me your name and email, I'm going to give you more content and value than anybody else. Until you become a customer, then you get even more value. And then the final one is F, and that's the follow-up. And I love to put this here because I think this is the most important thing is because a lot of times when we do make a sale, yay, we got a customer, we just let them you know, go their own merry way and we don't ever talk to them ever again. When you realize that your customers are going to be your biggest fans and that you can sell them additional products, services, etc., it's the, one of the easiest ways, obviously, to increase your income. So that's, that's exactly what I do. I promote content to get the leads, then I make the sale or the transaction, and then I follow up with my customers. Five-step process that I use, and it's super simple, and I don't like, if I complicate things, I get stressed and burnt out, and I get stuck in this sea of overwhelm and analysis by paralysis, and you know what? I know a lot of you guys out there do as well, so if you just can always find something that's simple and works and stick to it, avoid the shiny red objects and opportunities, you can see results rather quickly. That's brilliant. It's really brilliant. And I'm also a massive fan of simplification. Business shouldn't be that complicated. I know. And that's the whole thing is a lot of people want to, they complicate things in order to sell you the simplification. When you can, 
And that's why it gets so complicated because you're listening to a marketing message from someone who's saying, without this, your business is dead, or you need to be doing it like this or else. And you got to start putting the filters up and the blinders and say, nope, I can keep it. I can decide right now to make it simple. I can give you so many examples. One of my very good friends who I've known for about five years has a six-figure business, and he doesn't even own a Facebook account, a Twitter account, or Google+. He's got one website and one YouTube channel, and that's all he does. I know a, another gal who has a, a same, pretty much same thing. She had a done-for-you service where she was doing home organizing and office organizing. She'd come into your local office and clean up all your crap and make your place look you know, presentable. And she said, I'm going to go try this YouTube stuff. And this was about a year and a half ago. And her channel blew up. She was featured on HGTV and in print magazines and all this stuff. She shut down the local business. And now she just sells digital products to people all over the world, showing them how to organize their home and life. And she told me personally, she says, I don't use anything else but YouTube. I've got another guy who's, who does all his content and every, his platform is webinars. He didn't even have a website for the first year and a half. And he was doing twenty dollars to $40,000 a month without a website. But he had a go-to webinar account, and he was able to build a list. And these are the people that, when they keep it simple, a lot of people think, i got to have this, i got to have the Google Plus, the Twitter, i got to be doing this all day. And then they realize, you can't, that's not sustainable. Especially if, you're just, if it's just like you and a virtual assistant, it's not sustainable. So simple will help. <laughs> Yeah, it's very interesting. And it's almost like you're focusing, looking at your five-letter breakdown. Having so many things, it's almost like you're focusing on the P and the C in terms of, that's essentially, for me, social media is a great way to engage with people, but it's also a, a publishing platform. And for focusing too much on those things means it means that somebody is going to miss out, and that's your leads and your customers. And that's a big question that a lot of students that I see, mine, YouTube or once they're my student, they don't have that problem. But you know, how do I monetize? Like I did all this stuff people told me to do, but how do I monetize? And that mean if you're going to start a business, like you need to know the answer to that question before you get into business, because that's what a business is. It's something that's designed to generate a profit. So you can't start a business without really knowing how to monetize it. And I have all my thoughts on that. But simply put, I like to say the easiest way to monetize is to sell something build a list and sell something to them. Sell what they want and need, something of value. People hear the word sell and they cringe and shy away from that. At the end of the day, I look at all the successful people in this industry that I've been able to meet and then the number one skill that they have in common, which I attribute to their success, is their ability to influence. And influence includes selling. And we're all selling every single day and either, either consciously or unconsciously. And when you put some intention behind it and sell something of value to people, you can, you're monetizing your business. So yeah, simply put. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Let's keep moving down this. So we've gone through, really, you've gone through the promotion content leads. Let's focus a little bit on the transactions and the follow-up then. So you've got people, essentially, you've gone through and you've popped people through a squeeze page. You've got their email address. Where do you go now? I'm pulling the, the whole curtain back for you, Jake. People pay me a lot of money for me to show them the whole business model that I've put together. So you guys are in for a treat. This is, I think this is the most, obviously, this most important part. Once you have the leads, it's what, what do you do with them? For me, personally, what works and what I've done the most effectively for the past I've been doing this for this specifically, this strategy for about just over two years, are webinars. And for those of you guys who don't know what a webinar, I think most people do at this point, it's simply a live PowerPoint presentation where the audience experiences text and bullet points on a screen and they can hear your audio. It's like a podcast, but if you had like notes and a PowerPoint to go off of it, it's the same thing. And so what I do is I have an autoresponder campaign that I do once my lead my leads come in. And in that autoresponder campaign, these are preset emails that they get. It's their value build. Okay, their value build emails, which means I sit there and say, they're just getting on my list. Like, what is something I can hit them with right now that just like additional content? Oh my gosh, wow. That kind of prepares them for knowing what they really need to grow their business. It's as simple as just educating educating your audience to become a good customer or training your audience to become a good customer. One of the things I do off the bat, just to give you an example, is 
one of my specialties that no one really knows until I until they get into my funnel is I have this like obscene obsession with personality types, most specifically Myers-Briggs. We won't go into it in this call. It's an entire hour on its own. But I show people how using this system that was originally developed by Carl Jung, you can start to do a lot of incredible things. Like, first of all, when you under, uncover what your personality type is, you can see what your real core strengths in business are. And I show people how to find their strengths in business. But then I show them how you can start to create a customer avatar around this personality type system so that you can communicate more effectively to your target audience. And so people are saying, oh, okay, great. And so just giving them content. I'll send them an email saying, hey, here's a great video for you, or here's one of my most popular blog posts or whatever. And I just continue to give them content for about a week. I'm really like light selling them. I'll throw in like a customer testimonial, but I will not use the word testimonial. If you've heard the word testimonial, cross it out and get rid of it out of your vocabulary. I use customer case study. Here's another successful video marketing case study. And when you share someone's case study, you do two things. One, you give value to your new subscriber by showing them a real life example of how this is possible. Here's how it was done. So they're learning. But number two, you create social proof that you can create the results. So I value build for them. But then what I do is live in real time. I like to do it, host at least one webinar a month to my audience. And this is where it gets really exciting. Sometimes I've done a lot more, but at least one a month where I'm teaching something to them. And basically, we could spend a whole hour talking about webinars. But in a nutshell, I email my list, say, hey, we're doing a webinar this Wednesday. Register here. They get on the webinar. I teach for an hour. And then I make a pitch for one of my products, whichever one I decide to pick for that month. And people have just, now let's stop here. Because I can get 20 to 30% conversion rate, 30% of the people on the call will purchase immediately at the end of that call. And boom. And if you know your numbers, you know that like a sales page, like people talk about 1% to 2%. And here we are getting 30%. And not as many people see it, which is a good, it's actually, that's actually a good thing. So let's take, let's stop here and then like actually go back and see the whole experience. Someone is on Facebook, they're goofing off whatever, and they see that their friend shares one of my YouTube videos. They start watching it. They go, who is this goofball? This guy's weird. What is this doing here? Let me keep watching. Okay, I'll click his link. They opt in. They start getting emails with great, oh wow, this is actually great. Oh, this is legit. Okay, cool. This is great. I like this. And then it's, hey, free webinar. Oh my gosh, like this is awesome. I want to learn more about this whoa, this is a great webinar. Look at all this content and blah, blah, blah. You just answered my question. This is great. Oh, 97 bucks? Yeah, that's a no-brainer. I'll go buy it right now. And that's the experience that my audience has versus what I see still a lot of people doing is you're on Facebook and you see a Facebook message that says, hey, my new course for 97 bucks just came out. No, thank you. Please stop spamming me on Facebook. So it's a huge value build on the front end, but it creates way better rapport and long-term customers that actually fall in love with you and purchase repeatedly, which is that last step, which is F, the follow-up, um, selling higher-end products and stuff like that. So yeah, how, how was that? Did that make sense, Jake? Yeah, that was really awesome. And I'm really fascinated with webinars. We've had Lewis House on the show in episode 10, where we discussed uh, how he put together a webinar. But I think in the context of what you're just talking about there and why webinars convert so well, I was just thinking about why this is potentially the case. And it probably ties in to what we were going back and talking about earlier about the celebrity. And it's almost like the fact you are live and you're present, and as you say, you're interacting with people and with customers, there's a certain amount of celebrity associated with that. I can get on a webinar and, and have this perceived celebrity or this person of influence actually personally answer questions of me. And I think maybe that's got something to do with it, but it's just really fascinating. It, it's that. It's, it's even just the fact that it's an event. People want to be a part of something. And then when they are a part of something, they're listening. And the fact of the matter is, is if you have a great product, especially like a digital training course or program or membership site, more people than you realize need that content. And just sending them to a sales page, what's happening here is they're saying, oh, I'm being sold. 
So let me put my blinders up. Let me put my guard up and I can read this and see the price. They scroll down to the bottom. They see the price. Then they go up and see does what he's offering justify the price, yes or no, versus going on a webinar and saying, I'm here, I'm present, I'm focused. This is another, goes back to our original conversation about where a webinar, you can have people stay on and be 100% focused for an hour, which is why to me, it's the ultimate best form of content. And they're not going, oh my gosh, I saw the price. He's going to, he's selling me, he's selling me. It's, it's really, this is a training program. Like you're getting a free training class. And then, oh, by the way, if you want to learn more, here's how to get to the next step purchase this product. So it's this like just no brainer, but they hear the message first. They hear the reasons why, oh, I do need to be using YouTube. Oh my gosh, I had no idea it gets 4 billion views each and every day. And then it's the number one most underutilized uh, social platform by marketers, which is a fact, by the way. They don't know that stuff until they actually take the moment to turn into a student again and consume that content. And when you inform your audience, you train them to be a better customer. And I don't mean better customer by brainwashing. I mean, like better customer that they purchase your stuff and then they take action and actually use it. Because the last thing you want to do is try and pull the wool over their eyes with a bunch of flashy headlines and like false benefits just so they buy, never use it and walk away. One of the reasons I've been able to be so successful is because I have literally hundreds and hundreds of testimonials because I just take people through a simple process and they get the results and then they share those results with me. But if all my customers purchased and didn't take any action, I wouldn't have any testimonials and I wouldn't have any results and no one else would purchase from me. That's why I love webinar. And then obviously that final step is getting them to follow up and take more action, like thinking, okay, what else do they want from me? Do they want coaching? Do they want a done-for-you service? Can I offer software, additional products? We even do a lot of affiliate products, which we can talk into. That's one of my favorite things is that you cannot provide everything, all the solutions that your customer needs. And to try and do that is just is stupid because you're it's better to just focus on and be a master at one thing and let everyone else be a master at their individual things and recommend and promote you know, those other people if your customer needs them. Hopefully that, yeah, that, that clarifies things. Oh, and by the way, Jake, before I forget, because you mentioned Lewis. Sorry, I just keep talking here. But uh, you mentioned Lewis. Lewis is a great friend of mine, and we actually held an event together at a company called Creative Live back in, I think it was right at the beginning of December, where we taught over three days how to do a webinar. And we used a live case study. A good, she became a good friend of ours, named Alicia Dunham's. And she held her first webinar during the three-day event and sold a $297 product that she hadn't even created yet. It was a live boot camp that she was putting on. And she did over $22,000 in sales in 48 hours. This is the power of, of webinars. And so if we just look at what, I've, what you guys have all written down, PCLTF, promote free content to get the lead. We create a transaction by getting them on a webinar. That's one of the most effective ways to sell. And then we follow up with them. It's like rinse and repeat. So that's what I do. Questions on that? Yes, I do. And it's just more out of my own personal interest. What of those five steps do you put the most emphasis on? Okay, so for me, okay, this is a great question. because, And I can go either way with this. What I put the most effort into, not necessarily emphasis, is the C because all the other steps or, or at least the LT and F are on autopilot. So I set them up once. I have the squeeze pages ready. When they're opted in, they go through a sequence. That's all been done. The webinar slides are sitting here. If you said, hey, James, let's do a webinar in an hour, I'd be good to go. It wouldn't, I'd be like, okay, hold on. Let me make the, the registration page. Cool. Let's start it right now. Like that's all been done, which is beautiful. I love all that stuff. The product is done. When people buy it, they're in. And then they're on a new sequence, a follow-up sequence. So for me, it's, it's always about how can I raise the bar and create more content, better content, and more valuable content that creates these many transformations. So I, at this point, and since I have the film background, I have this huge passion for video, it's my favorite thing to do. I've really set up my business personally. Now, this isn't everybody. Most people are going to be the exact opposite of me. But since I love making videos myself so much, I've really set up my business where all it is is like, what cool new crazy video can I come up with this week 
and then it just the the, the machine continues to feed itself because people continue to share my content and and support me that way. So for me, that's the C is the answer there. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think what comes out of that is for you, that's important because that's where you enjoy spending your time. Right. And it's a common theme going through previous interviews. Some of our previous guests, again, probably the, the ones I've had on focused on YouTube in particular, Matthew Pierce and Dave Dugdale, both of those guys have set up their businesses to essentially allow them the time to focus on doing what they like. And in both of those cases, it's producing video as well. And, and, and for you, it could be just creating better and better podcasts, like finding more people and doing more unique things and et cetera, et cetera. And if you have the whole rest of the model set up and, and systems in place, the machine just can really run itself. It depends on you know what you do. Some of the products I offer, which I'm leaning away from, and I actually, to be honest with you, transparent, I get torn. Uh, I do things like laser coaching sessions one-on-one. I do video reviews for people. And I do like more intimate, higher-end coaching every once in a while. But those things still, they're trading time for dollar. You know, I actually fulfill and take time from growing the business to do that stuff. And it's that's not scalable. Those are the things that it's like, those are always easy ways to make money. And I tell people right now, if you're looking to be profitable in this wonderful world of the internet where there's just opportunity abound all upon us, the simple, easy solution, because I get this, people ask me this all the time, is to say, offer a service. You can make money before the end of today if you simply are willing to do something for somebody. The trap with that is you can make money instantly. You can say, oh, I'll set up your fan page. You don't even know know how to make a fan page because you can go buy someone's $97 course like Amy Porterfield's FB Influence and it says, here's how, to, here's how to set up your Facebook fan page. You can go be reading that as you're doing that for a client that you just paid like 500 to 1,000 bucks for and, and learn it as you go. But the problem with that, the trap with that, even though it's very nice, man, I made money instantly. This is great. It's going to be an easy sale. It's not necessarily scalable unless you're building out a team and a workforce uh, where, you know, creating systems with products, the digital products especially, is very scalable. If I had 100 sales or one sale today, there would be no additional work on my part, which is what I always have worked for from day one, is setting up systems to do the work for me. And part of that, what Jake really wanted to talk about today, about the follow-up email sequence, getting the lead and what that experience is all about setting up a system for them or setting up my system so I don't have to do any work to continue nurturing those leads and customers. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've just got a follow-up question to that particular aspect here. Okay, so you focus the majority of your effort on content partly because or mostly because you enjoy it. Do you think it would be possible to set that up or to systemize that step if producing content wasn't exactly what you enjoyed? I've already done it, and it's actually one of my fun experiments. I do a lot of these experiments on YouTube and stuff. So I created a channel where I said my goal is, and I've, I already like lose passion for the experiments and what I'm doing. I'm going to go to the channel right now. But the goal was create a million-viewed channel in I think it was like six months without having to do anything. And the channel, I cre- I just created two videos to test it, and it was like easy, right? So I put out two videos, and I'll show you exactly what I did. I'll break down the steps. Two videos, just two, 18,000 totally non-paid for. I do not buy views, and I do not ever recommend that because you will get shut down for that. 18,202 total views for two videos. And I put the first video up December 5th. So it's almost been two months. And all I've done is basically uploaded the videos. These are two, if you see these videos, they're fantastic content. I'm going to break down exactly what I did. Here's the only thing I did other than set up the system. Setting up the system takes work. But the whole point of setting a system up is so that you don't have to do any work. So most people don't, can't see that far and see that big picture, but it's there. And it's possible. So here's what I did. I chose a topic for, and the topic is hilarious, um, of what I chose for the type of videos that I wanted to do. And I created a channel. The topic is like aliens and conspiracy theories. It's hilarious. (laughs) All I did was I did some market 
search. And this is something that is when I teach in Video Traffic Academy, my YouTube course, is like, this is what it all comes down to, people. Like, it doesn't even, nothing else matters if you can't figure this step out. So I came up with a list of, a shot list, as I call it, of 50 keywords that get a ton of searches. And I said, great, now I've got a list of 50 videos. And here's what I did. I found a video editor on odes.com who would just make slideshows of images and text. Like an Animoto, but it's a little bit nicer than Animoto, if you guys are familiar with that. And then I went on to fiverr.com and I found a voiceover guy. And this guy, for five bucks a video, will make... His videos are amazing. He's, do aliens exist? I'm just... <laughs> enjoy. And then I found someone on Odes about as well for $25 writes a, a, a simple script. I said, well, here, and here's what I did. I said, here's the topic. Here are three other videos on YouTube that have the content that I want. Watch those three videos and make a unique video about that. And I said, go. When I give them the keywords, I give them all the keywords. He, he comes back a couple days later. Here's the text. I give the text to the voiceover guy and he creates the voiceover. I give the voiceover to the editor and he creates that, the, the video. And I don't even approve it or look at it. I'm like, it's good, whatever, good enough, because that's a fun little test. And then he gives that to a virtual assistant of mine that I pay out of the Philippines, just $2 an hour. He uploads it to YouTube, knows how to monetize or uh, uh, optimize it properly, putting the keywords in the right description, the transcript, all that stuff. And that's all we did. And two videos, one video got, has about 6,000 views, the other one, 12,000 views. And we're like, oh, that's pretty cool. We didn't, I didn't have to do any work. And it's very scalable. I could just continue to say, here's 50 more keywords, get to work. And I'm a big fan of working that way, obviously, because I like being in front. I really don't like being in front of the camera, but I like making videos. And I, like, I don't want to hire an actor to be in front of the videos. I say, okay, I'll do it myself. I can't really do that with my personal brand videos, but I get enough views and exposure that it's like totally worth it for me to be in front of the camera and do all that, do all my shenanigans. Absolutely. And I think just to close out that part of it, I think just having a system in place, I guess, really gives you freedom to do what you love doing. Yep. And it's the reason most people don't do it is because it takes a lot of time and effort up front and people just don't do that. And there have been times I don't. I call myself out at on times. I'm like, why Why am I still doing this? This should be set up into a system. And there are even times today, just getting like real transparent, getting real with you, Jake. There are times today where it's, I sit here and I'm like, should I be working? I feel like I was working harder six months ago or a year ago. I feel bad. Like um, money's coming in. Should I be working? And then you have to stop and tell yourself to shut up. No, like you did the work. It's doing, the, the, the machine's working. It's like you built a factory right now. It's like, it would take a while to build the factory, get the team in place, make sure the whole assembly line is working properly. But once it's working, all you have to do is check the input and check the output. Be at the front of the assembly line and be at the end and make sure the dots, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. And that's like all you need to be doing. And but still, you go back and be like, gosh, it seems too easy right now. Is that, is there something I'm missing? Am I forgetting to do something? No. No, you did the work. And that's why I love all this stuff. Is That's what should get all of us excited about, about leveraging the, the internet because the automation, the software, and the systems that allow us to take some time back. But people usually don't get there because they have a hard time doing that. It's easier said than done, but it's definitely possible. Yeah, it's simple, but it's not easy. Right. Yeah. I recently switched to Infusionsoft. If you're familiar with the CRM, it's everything. And... I'm blown away by this. And anyone who know, who's on Infusionsoft will immediately be nodding their head right now is that this is the most, they call it Confusionsoft because it is just the most cumbersome, intense thing you've ever seen. Like I'm literally going through it right now, putting whoever created this software on the same pedestal as Albert Einstein because it's so like intense and genius. It's unbelievable. And most people actually Purchase Infusion, not most, but there's a lot of people that will purchase Infusionsoft and A, never use it, or B, just cancel because it's that overwhelming. But it's the same analogy. It's that Infusionsoft is a system that will allow you to create any type of system you want. Like you can do things where when a customer comes in, they're added here, a direct mail letter is sent to them here, a gift is sent there, they get a phone call here, and they're getting an email. Like all these things can happen simultaneously, and it takes a lot of work to set it up. But once it's set up, you don't have to do anything. And I think as business owners, we always need to be thinking with that mindset 
And that's why they call it start the startup. Mode. That's what you're doing in startup mode. You're setting up the systems. I love that. And I, I am, I'm sitting here nodding like a dog because about two weeks ago I did, I signed up for Infusionsoft. Uh, I totally agree with what others say about it being Infusionsoft, but it actually isn't. The learning curve initially is relatively steep and it's very overwhelming, but realistically looking at it now, even two weeks in and halfway through my onboarding process, the learning curve is no steeper than learning how to use WordPress effectively. But the reason it has a steep learning curve is because it is so what's the right word it's it can do anything and when you can do anything or when you have more options for customization it that is going to exponentially compound the learning curve if something can only do this or that it's going to be super simple but because it has so many options and so it's a it's a give or take and i if i think if people are interested in infusionsoft i think there's a right level you need to be at your business in order to get on that but I would make that a goal for anybody who has any type of e-commerce or digital-based business where like, you're collecting leads first online. Infusionsoft needs to be a goal that you get to. It's, you know, it's a couple hundred dollars a month to be on it. But I'm, I'm sitting here looking at going, geez, I should have gotten on this years ago. <laughs> but I'm like hitting myself in the head for it. But it's, I, I love it. I really recommend it. Yeah, and it is actually, once you do know what you're doing, it is actually really quick and simple. It's probably even, previous to Infusionsoft, I was on MailChimp and I was just noting how easy it is in Infusionsoft to actually, or the steps involved to send an email. I think MailChimp had five or six steps through the process and Infusionsoft was three. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> and the campaign, so I could, I'm not going to, but I could speak about Infusionsoft for hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we won't. We won't. We've been going for quite some time. We should wrap this up. I think there's so much to take in and to take action on from what we've discussed in the hour or so. So, James, where can our listeners find out more about you? Sure. I'm always going to recommend you guys come say hi to me over on my blog, jameswedmore.com. But if you really want to do a search, I, I highly recommend you. I'm sure it's a biased recommendation, but go check out some of my YouTube videos. That's what we've been talking about. That's how a lot of people find me. I don't have any paid traffic in my business model at all, at least not at the moment. It's mostly blog posts and YouTube videos, and you can go over there. I like to say I'm the, the test dummy guinea pig for all my students, and I want people to take what I do and use it themselves. I don't get offended if, or upset if someone uses the same concept or style or idea that I have in one of my videos and use it in there. That's actually what I'm there for because I spend hours and hours, I chalk it up to market research, watching other great videos on YouTube, watching great movies, and always modeling and, and using that as a, as a stepping stone for creativity, for raising the bar, for doing something different. We're so bombarded with so many messages and noise. We all know this. And it's always going to be a question of how do I stand out from everybody else? How do I separate myself from all the noise out there? And that's something I feel like I have to constantly be doing. But then why do you have to always reinvent the wheel? It's just look at someone who's you can steal and swipe stuff from. And hopefully I can be a source of inspiration for you guys. So my channel is James Wedmore as well. You can just search my name or head over to my blog at jameswedmore.com. That's fantastic. James, thank you so much for sharing everything you have in this episode. It's been absolutely brilliant. Listeners, thanks for tuning in for the last hour or so. And again, James, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Jake. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank <laughs> you.